0: Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. In today's short, we're going to take a look at several verses from the book of Deuteronomy in order to gain insight into why God chooses to bless certain individuals and groups. For those who are unfamiliar... The two great themes of Deuteronomy are love and obedience. That is, God first loves us, we then love God in response to His love, and out of love for our Lord, we are thus free to obey Him. Historically, Deuteronomy describes the ancient people of Israel on the border of the Promised Land prior to the conquest of Canaan. Their situation back then applies to our modern situation in many ways. The Israelites are representative of God's community of believers, and the Promised Land represents the place of rest, peace, and blessings right here in the world today. What we learn from this historical example is that the practical possession experience of blessings depends not on individual merit or effort, but rather on the power of the Holy Spirit in the yielded life of the Christian. Using this understanding, what I hope to do in this lesson is explain three specific reasons why God blesses people. The first reason why God blesses his people is because he cannot deny his promises. In Deuteronomy 7, verses 6-8, to 8, God explains why He specifically chose the Israelites. It was not because they were special, it was not because they were deserving, and it was not because they were even obedient. It was because God made a promise to Israel's forefathers, and God never goes back on His word. In Deuteronomy 7, verses 6-8, to 8, God says, The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any of the peoples. For you were the fewest of all peoples, but because the Lord loved you, and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers, the Lord brought you out by a mighty hand, and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. In fact, in Deuteronomy 9.24, God tells the Israelites, You have been rebellious against the Lord from the day I knew you. The take-home point to understand is that God's blessings flow to us primarily as a function of God Himself, and His blessings flow because God cannot deny His own promises. This compels us to approach God from a stance of humility when we pray and make supplications to Him. It also informs us that in times of need, stress, duress, or heartache, we can rest assured that God is trustworthy and He will make good on His promises. Some of His notable promises can be found in Deuteronomy 31.6 where it says, Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Another promise can be found in Philippians 1.6 which says, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And in Psalm 37.25, the psalmist makes the observation that, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. All of these promises impute a sense of courage, confidence, and hope. And when we appeal to God for His blessings, we do so knowing that certain blessings are never earned, but they are assured based on God's unchanging character. The second reason why God blesses people is that in the process, He exposes proper heart condition. One ought not to forget that before the Israelites entered into blessings in the Promised Land, they spent 40 years in the wilderness. In the wilderness, the old generation of rebellion died in the desert. This generation suffered from crippling unbelief, and they subsequently did not enter into Canaan. The generation that did enter into the Promised Land was the new generation of hope that trusted in God. The point is that God blesses those with a proper heart condition that is ready to receive the blessing, and God does not bless those with hardened hearts. Consider what God says in Deuteronomy 8, verses 2-3 to about why He allowed Israel to spend four decades in the desert. That text says, You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these forty years, that He might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and let you be hungry, and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. God blessed the new generation of Israelites, and this historical lesson teaches us that the old generation of rebellion was not ready for the blessings because of hardened hearts. God blesses those with a proper heart condition so that they may reflect their blessings to others and so that God's people can be aware of what qualifies a blessed person, a genuine love of God. Material blessings, then, are never about the material blessings themselves, that is, of what value are material blessings when you have the favor of an eternal God. The point of material blessings are that they point toward a spiritual, eternal Lord. It takes a mature Christian heart not to be consumed with the material things that are seen and allow natural blessings to animate a genuine fervor for the one who provided such prosperity, God Himself." The third reason why God blesses people is so that they will glorify Him. In Deuteronomy 9, 4-6, God tells His people why Canaan is being gifted to the people of Israel. He explicitly says that it is not because of Israel's righteousness, but rather because of the wickedness of the people of Canaan that they are being kicked out. God then says to Israel in Deuteronomy 9, 6, Know then, it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God has given you this good land to possess, for you are a stubborn people. So if the deservedness of the people does not explain blessings, then what does? The graciousness of God and grace refers to unmerited favor. So when God freely bestows blessings on us, we ought to praise the Lord and also glorify Him in thought, word, act, and deed. God blesses people so that they will glorify Him and having an outlook that never forgets a person's vertical relationship to God acts as a vaccination against the pride, arrogance, and forgetfulness that often comes with blessings. As it says in the book of Isaiah, human beings were made to glorify God, and when God blesses us, that is an opportune time to glorify him with all of our heart, all of our strength, and all of our might. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.